welcome back or welcome if it's your first time to another episode of Capital Creeps here in Austin, Texas. I am your host, Danielle, and I am very stoked for this episode today. This one is one that I don't really hear people talk about that much, and I don't know if it's because it is a phenomenon that occurred in Europe, and we just don't really, you know, hear that much about that side of the world, or if it's just because this happened a little bit ago and it kind of has died down over time, but either way, this one is going to be a little different than what I have done in the past few episodes. Now I know a little while ago I did do a haunting when I talked about the Sally house and this one is in a very similar vein. This is a paranormal activity that happened in Spain actually and it is referred to often as the Velmez faces. Now if you haven't heard about this one I think this podcast will be a great introductory episode to it, but I would look into it more just because of a lot a lot of this is a visual medium and you know the pod over the podcast you can't see what I'm talking about. So I would definitely look into it more if I were you. But we'll get into that in just a little bit about why it's so important to see these things. So I'm just going to jump into it and get started sharing the story of the Belmez faces with you guys. Now, this story takes place in Belmez, Spain. And if you're anything like me, then you would probably have not considered that any haunted things even happen in Europe besides, you know, Ireland and England, which a lot of uh, very famous hauntings happened there. A lot of the castles are famous for being haunted. But other than that, we don't really hear about Mediterranean hauntings. So this was a little bit new for me to consider that there is a paranormal community in these places. But it happened in August of 1971. That is when the story begins. And... It started with a woman named Maria Gomez and her husband Juan, and they lived in a small house together. Um, If you know anything about Europe, you know most houses there are small, and it started specifically in their kitchen. Now, their kitchen, they had a concrete floor in their kitchen, and she noticed that there was a stain that showed up in the concrete Now, that's not that insane to think. A lot of the buildings in Spain are very, very old. And so, you know, over time, I'm sure the concrete would stain. But what she noticed was that the stain was changing shapes throughout the days. And at one point, she realized that this stain looked like a face. And she was frightened by that, of course, because if you look up, especially the original stain, it is very clearly a face. Now, I know we have a certain tendency to see faces when faces aren't there. There's actually a term for the phenomena of human beings to see faces in things, Uh, and I can't remember what it is, but it is a real thing, and it really does happen, but 
this is not something that looks like a face. This is a face. Very clearly is a face. So she got freaked out by it and she tried to use chemicals to clean it. She tried to scrub it on her hands and knees and it wasn't going away. So Maria was very unsettled by this because this image very clearly of a face that didn't look too happy. It was it's very eerie. The look on his face, uh, I, I'll try to describe this as best as I can. Um, there are a lot of different faces in this story, but this one in particular, it looks like it is peeking out behind a corner to look at you or to spy on you. And I know that that description might sound strange, but if you go and look it up, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Like it looks like this guy is peeking out to look at you. So she was very disturbed by this, and so her husband, Juan, decided, yeah, I'm going to help you out. You can't clean it. So he took a pickaxe to it, and he, he picked away the pieces of the concrete that had the face on it, and he actually laid new concrete over it. So he was a very devoted husband. Now, although this seemed like a pretty good solution to the issue, it didn't actually solve it because a new face appeared in the place where the old face was. Now this unsettled Maria even more and so she told the people in her life about it and people started showing up to come see it. It was to the point to where people were lining up at the house to see it in person, see if it really did look as much like a face as she had made it out to be and just to scope it out for themselves. The mayor there was was really interested in it as well, and he actually wanted some of the concrete dug up to test it to see if this was one big elaborate prank that Maria and Juan were playing on the people in the town. This was the first time that anyone had done any testing or would do any testing in the residence of Maria Gomez and at this point they couldn't find any evidence of tampering that might suggest that they were faking it. Whether it be a chemical that they put on the floor in a certain pattern or just plain paint. So there was no sign at this point that they had done anything to cause the faces to show up in the concrete. And when I say faces, I do mean faces because more and more were starting to show up and they were staying. So there was multiple faces in multiple different places in the concrete of the kitchen. They were concentrated just to the kitchen, so it's not like they were all around the house. But at this point, people were very interested in it, and especially because Maria had claimed that the faces were moving so that she would go one day it'd be over here the next day it'd be over there and it would be the same face although there were multiple faces they were kind of moving all around the floor in the kitchen the faces were not all exactly the same and the expressions on the faces were not all the same there were some people that were clearly smiling some people that looked kind of confused some people that looked like they were screaming some people that looked angry but they did all look very different. They did not look the same. It wasn't like there was copies. It wasn't like there was a particular art style that they were followed it, following in, in a way that you, you could think, you know, 
okay, maybe they're having one person draw these. No, they all looked completely different. Some of them were darker than others. Some of them were bigger than others. Some smaller and lighter. They were just showing up all around the kitchen and nobody could explain what was going on. Now, of course, like I said before, there was some testing that was done on the concrete, but it didn't explain anything. And people wanted answers, especially because it was becoming a bit of a tourist attraction. So at this point, they had the family evacuated. The family actually stayed away from the house for three months, and in that time, they did a lot. Now, they put down some plastic. Some sources say plastic was laid down, and some sources say that foil was laid down. But either way, there was something laid down and taped down over the kitchen floor. The reason why they did that was because some people believed that maybe this was something having to do with sun damage to the concrete, although it doesn't explain why it might be moving. But either way, they wanted to try to eliminate any outside sources that could potentially be damaging the floor. So the family was out for three months and they had, you know, evidence of all the faces that were there at the time and, you know, they 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 took stock of what was there and what wasn't. And eventually, when the family came back, they said, okay, like, we're going to take it off now and see if anything happened while you guys were gone. And they actually found new faces formed in the floor. Now, like I said, they had put something over the floor to eliminate any external forces that could be causing the faces. So, even while it was covered, even while there was no external factors, the faces still appeared and there were new ones and the ones that were there were still there. So they did not have any more answers than they started with after three months. You can probably imagine that this story caught a lot of people's attention because we have people testing the samples for any sort of chemical changes. We have people testing the area of the floor for maybe any external forces causing it. And everyone's wondering the same thing, you know, what is going on? And nobody can come up with any answers. So at this point, it was April 1972, and the first face was spotted in August of 71. Somebody from Madrid, a professor, Professor De Argumosa, came down from Madrid to check it out. He was very interested in seeing the faces for himself. He was very interested in meeting the family for himself, and he was very interested in seeing if he himself could get to the bottom of it because he had done a little bit of research on the topic beforehand. So he comes into town and he lets the family know that he did a little bit of digging and apparently there were historical documents that showed that in the 17th century a governor had murdered a family very close to that area. Other people later on said that it is also possible that they were they had built the house over an old cemetery because their house was very close to a church. And so possibly the church at one point had a cemetery that was then converted into the neighborhood that they lived in. Either way, he had a sneaking suspicion that 
there were bodies underneath their house and that what was happening was something that was purely paranormal and that the source was right under their noses, literally. So after some convincing, I hope, they got people to come in and actually dig up the floor. Now, at this point, they found several dead bodies under the floor. Not just one or two, but multiple. They were finding bones everywhere and then having to put them together and figure out who went with what. And they did testing and found out that some of these bodies were about 700 years old. So what they did was they actually buried the bodies somewhere else and new floor was laid. And a lot of people thought, wow, not only were we able to explain this, but we have finished it. You know, we've ended the saga of the faces and there was a solution and it's going to be wrapped up with a nice little bow. And people will be able to say at this point that, okay, we 100% proved that there was paranormal phenomena. It had to do with these dead bodies. It stopped after the dead bodies were gone. So we can say without a doubt that something paranormal happened here. Okay. <laughs> but unfortunately for the people who thought it could be cause for celebration, it was not. Less than two weeks later, a woman and several other people who looked to be children appeared on the floor. Now, I looked at these ones, and these ones look a little different because it's not just faces. You kind of get, like, a body a little bit attached to these ones, where you're seeing, like, the outline of shoulders a little bit. And that was a little bit different. Most of them are just faces where you're not even getting, like, a head shape or anything. But these ones look the most like fully formed people and again these ones are very very distinct clear drawings it looks like of human beings and they showed up on the floor and at this time you know they were being watched still you know people were still paying attention to this I'm sure especially after a bunch of bodies were found underneath their house so these people in my opinion, the people who showed up immediately after the burial of the bodies, it looked like a family, and they looked like a little happy family to me, personally. But either way, uh, the Maria, she was not thrilled that the faces were back, because she, she wanted it to be done, too. You know, just like, she didn't want the attention, she didn't want the trouble, and you know, these faces kind of freaked her out. So she wasn't exactly thrilled that the faces were back. And after the new faces appeared, the professor wanted to know more. You know, he was the one who came with the idea of possibly having, you know, people buried under their kitchen. And so he said, you know what I'm going to do for you? I am going to have a new kitchen built for you in your house so that we can dedicate all our time and our attention to this kitchen, the one that has the faces appearing in it, and you guys won't have to tamper with it, and you guys won't have to evacuate your house again. 
and it will not impede on your life any more than this whole entire situation already has. So he built them a new kitchen and that kitchen was where they went and did all the things that one does in a kitchen. But a new problem emerged. At this point, faces began to appear in the new kitchen, not the old kitchen anymore. So so his theory of, you know, oh, I'm not going to interrupt your life, well, you know, didn't really it didn't really help anything. They their life was still being interrupted. They also had people come in when nobody was there and take recordings of the kitchen to see, you know, it's the thing. It's a typical thing that monster hunters, paranormal people, whatever it is, do. They come in and they set a tape recorder so that they can see, you know, maybe they're making sounds when we're not there. And they actually got some pretty substantial stuff. So I listened to a snippet of the recordings that they got there and sometimes it sounds kind of like a wind tunnel you know like walking underneath the bridge on a really really windy day or something like that so sometimes it sounds like that but sometimes it sounds like kind of like a pained wailing where it sounds like it could be a person but they sound sad you know like they're like they're crying out sadly either way it is definitely it's really loud and if you've heard any paranormal recordings you probably know what I mean when I say that a lot of the times they decide that something is paranormal sounds or whatever when it could be anything and they'll um you know, they'll, they'll put subtitles so that, you know, you hear something, you know, you hear some sort of sound in the distance and they're like, did you hear that? It said get out. But if you put subtitles over there, then of course you start hearing get out when, you know, really it was nothing at all. Maybe it was just a pen dropping in the other room. This wasn't like that. This was very audible sounds that sounded like very audible human noises. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but it definitely sounded like there was somebody or something there making sounds. And who knows, maybe there was somebody or something in there making sounds and it was very not paranormal, not supernatural at all. Maybe somebody was said that it, they there was nobody in the room and there really was. But either way, it, it is interesting at least to hear. In September of 1981, Jose Martinez Ramiro came and he did an investigation and he claims that he saw many different faces appear and disappear over time. And I went and saw some pictures of the kitchen at some point when people were doing investigations on it and you can see a bunch of places taped off around where the faces are and there's a lot taped off. A lot. So it was to the point to where there's like 12 different faces in the room at one time. But he claimed that he would see some faces show up and then he would see some faces go away. And then in 1988, he came back with another investigator 
but he said at this point that the faces were different than before. Like they were less defined, uh, less apparent that they were faces, more of, you know, it looks like a face, whereas the other ones were faces. So this continued, the faces continued to appear all the way until Maria died in February of 2004. So these faces were appearing for almost 40 years. To this day, you can still go, and people do still go, to check out the faces and see them for themselves. And so it's still kind of, it's kind of like a tourist attraction now. But a lot of people regard this as one of the, the most documented, one of the best documented paranormal phenomenon of all time. And it takes us into kind of the theories as to what people think could have happened. Now, of course, there are still people that think there must have been some sort of hoaxing happening here. And there was a lot of testing done during the time that this was happening. Like I said, um, there was even a, there was even a chemical engineer, um, Jose Javier Gracenia, and he was, he had a doctor of chemical engineer, engineering, and he ran multiple tests and, you know, he looked at it through multiple lenses and he, in all his wisdom said that he could find no external manipulation of elements. And he was by far not the only person who had looked at the floor, and he was by far not the only person who had said, I don't know what this is, where it's coming from, how it's happening. So to this day, the the faces do still exist in the house, and there has still been nobody who can give an answer as to what it is. Now, at one point, there was an answer that was found, but it was not a good one. <laughs> now, there was a face that somebody said, you know, was a little bit different, and they went and looked, and it was after Maria had died, and they saw that it had been painted on, and that it was a hoax by her son, maybe to keep tourism going. I don't know if they're making money from it, but maybe to keep tourism going, maybe to keep his mother's legacy going. But that was pretty quickly disproven. Whereas all the things that happened in Maria's lifetime, we don't have any answers for it. Something a little bit interesting about this story is that in Maria's lifetime, people thought that she had some sort of psychic powers. And so because of this, the strongest theory about what these faces are and where they're coming from is that it was influenced by Maria and that what was happening was something called photography, which is the ability to burn images from one's mind onto surfaces by psychic means. So people thought that Maria was doing this, but not on purpose, and that these faces were a reflection of her mental state. Now, going back to the investigation done by Jose Martinez Ramiro, 
he noted that the faces were different when he came back seven years later, and he thought that he himself agreed with the photography theory, and he thought that the the faces that were a little faded, a little bit distorted, that they were a sign that Maria was in a worsening mental state, and that that's why the faces were not as strong, and that's why they were not happy-looking faces at that point in time. And really, I did a lot of looking as to what the theories are of what this is. And it's funny because all I could get was people thinking that this was definitive proof of paranormal activity. So this event, this phenomenon, is regarded by a lot of people in the paranormal community as the proof. And that's why I was a little bit confused as to why it's not one of the more well-known stories of paranormal activity, because there's just nothing, there's just no, no obvious answer. And there's not even any less obvious answer. I don't have an answer. I don't necessarily believe in this kind of stuff. I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm very, very skeptical when it comes to paranormal stuff. I think that a lot of people are looking to gain something when it comes to paranormal stuff because it's very, very, very easy to just say, yeah, um, the ghost only appears when people aren't in the room with it or when no one's recording because ghosts like to mess with your head and the ghost wants me to feel crazy and whatever. But this one, just like the Sally house, is incredibly well documented, was documented in the moment, has evidence that was looked at with hard data by actual scientists who have nothing to gain by proving or disproving the theories of, you know, this is this isn't a ghost or whatever, but this in fact is, you know, they put bleach on the floor. So if anything, I think in this case, a scientist might gain something by disproving it because for so long it's been without a cause. So you could come out looking very smart if you were able to find an answer to it, but nobody has been able to. So this is very compelling to me because I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe it is evidence of paranormal activity. I don't know. But it's, I, I can't think of another answer. I don't necessarily know if I agree with the um, photography theory. I think it's very interesting that there was dead bodies underneath the floor. Um, that seems to be uh, left out of a lot of stories. That was even left out. I, I was looking at some sources when I was doing research about it that left out the dead bodies underneath the floor. Bodies, plural, 700-year-old bodies under the floor. That's insane to me. And so this story to me could possibly prove the existence of paranormal, supernatural phenomenon. I'm not quite sure. But I know this one wasn't very long. Um, there, There's not that much to go over with it other than, oh my gosh, these faces appeared and there was bodies under the floor and they can't prove it. But either way, I think it's super fascinating and 
this could be the thing, you know, maybe one day they'll prove what was happening, but until then, this could be the thing that has proven that there's some sort of forces out there that, you know, know, know more than we do, are able to communicate in our world <laughs> in, in another way or something like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I just really was eager to share it because I've never met anybody who knew about it. So tune in next week. We'll have another one. Maybe not a paranormal one because I don't really like paranormal stories that much, but we'll see. Um, but until then, thank you guys so much for listening and you guys stay spooky. Bye.